0: Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over-under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of A Heart Tell Podcast. All you got to do is sign up now and use the promo code BACKPACK. Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So, join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play. Download the Prize Picks app today. Hard to podcast, episode 230, Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca here. Yes, sir. Out the end of the year strong. Y'all should know what time it is. You know what we do at the end of every year. Hopefully, uh, everybody listening, watching, you had a fantastic holiday season. The holiday season is still going on. How's your how's your Christmas, Brian?
1: We waited a little bit. I should tell the people, we waited a little bit this year because last year we did it right before christmas eve and then magic dropped so this time (laughs) right before the end of the year here we go now um i I took a legit vacation went to tampa um future extended family and uh spent some time out there uh went to a spot called crate which is amazing they had like it, it was a little cold down there even down there but not like it was in new york but yo that place, crate. It's like one of these like outdoor food courts where they have you can get something here, something here, something here that you eat outside. So, I locked eyes with this Puerto Rican restaurant, <laughs> and I was like, I don't need to go nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
0: wait, how many times did you eat there on the trip?
1: Not nah, just the one time, just the one time. Oh, just the one time. Oh, oh, okay, uh, I thought you like kept going back and didn't try anything else. I think it was called La Creacion Express. And uh, Roberto Clemente lived in Tampa for a minute, so they had like a, a nice uh, uh, a painting of him there, whatever the case may be. The artwork was dope. I took photos and videos and I posted them on my IG since and things of that nature. Uh, me and Astrid uh shared a grilled chicken breast with rice, ugandulas, rice had little pieces of ham inside. Um, there were some red peppers also, and we also got she got a capuria. And I got a a skewer, a chicken kebab, a little bit of barbecue, it's a pincho de pollo, and some garlic bread. It was fucking fantastic. Also, not very expensive. Um, that was the highlight of the trip, along with Christmas Eve, where like we ate a lot of like home cooked food or whatever the case may be, and it was nice, it it was monstrous. It was nice rice and ribs and chicken and lasagna. And there were mashed potatoes that I didn't have because I was like, I only have room for so much. People drank, we talked shit, told stories, listen to music, et cetera, et cetera. It was fantastic. And then Christmas was, Day what, saw a bunch of the NBA games, so it was what it was.
0: What was was the coquito flowing?
1: Uh, I think somebody had some. I'm not uh, sure. There you go. I did it not. Would not, be, it, would not <laughs> be it would not be that. It would not
0: be that if that was not flowing. I I I, I expected that to happen. I don't drink, but someone,
1: someone I'm sure had some somewhere. I know my family exactly. back, at, back in New York definitely did because I've heard some stories uh, about what they did. Very when good. I was gone. Glad
0: to hear the Coquito was flowing. My uh, <laughs> Christmas Eve was nice and relaxing uh, with the family. Made some oxtail, which, yo, my oxtail yeah. this year. Yeah. Woo! Y'all ain't messing <laughs> with me out here, man. Y'all ain't messing with me out here. Man, it was good. I still got plenty of leftovers. It was slamming um had a little had a little fish fry to go with that some other food just kicked it. got to see my daughter open up for gifts christmas morning had to work christmas day but uh it was a good it was a good time with the family so can't complain hopefully everybody out there had a great christmas but as i said if you've been following this podcast you know what we do at the end of the year time it's time for the 2022 ain't hard to tell podcast hip-hop awards That's what time it is. This is where we tell you what is the best, what we thought the best things were in hip-hop. We have a bunch of different categories that we go through. Um, The first part, we're going to go through a different bunch of categories. The second part of these uh, episodes that we do, so 2.30 will be this first part. 2.31 will be our top 10 hip-hop albums of the year, which is one of the favorite things Brian and I like to do. To tease that, I think Brian and I are going to have more variance in our list probably than ever before maybe we get to the same number one we've done that a couple years in a row but i think we might have a little bit more variance this year in our list than we've had in quite other years uh brian we're gonna kick this off we're gonna start with the first thing we're gonna do here is rap song of the year um i'm very intrigued to see what you're going with on this i think i had mine locked in for a while with this um and i want to be clear and i'll run bro i want bro we always do this brian can talk about how he votes for this and how he views this because this some of this stuff is different but who'd you go with for rap song of the year
1: oh i gotta do this one first oh oh my gosh like i i tend to go with songs i play a lot during the year i feel like that's the way to go right uh a way to go um because if i go for best song of the year like it's just we can't do that right so like there are a bunch of good songs that came out this year i don't want to like belabor this too much but just one song that i found myself coming back to over and over and over and over and over again for whatever reason was dark hearted by freddie gibbs which to me was probably the highlight of his album which we may or may not talk about on the next installment of this dark hearted by freddie gibbs was produced by james blake um the Videos interesting. I saw it for the first time recently. It didn't have much to do with like <laughs> wasn't the song, but you know, it was whatever. It was cool, It was animated, it was fun. But dark-hearted, like I feel like it perfectly captures for me why I became a Freddie Gibbs fan some years back in terms of the flow is masterful on it, the delivery of everything he's saying. The verses itself are great. The hook is outstanding. It's so well produced. Like just as a song, you could have questions of support, as you know, regards to what it means and this, this, and that. But like as a song, it's like the quintessential Freddie Gibbs song. If like you're a fan of his, you get all the things you like about him in this one record. It's not a very long record. And it was something that I came back to again and again and again this year at different points of the year, which maybe says a lot about the year I've had. But um, it's a great record. Dark Hearted by Freddie Gibbs and uh, James Blake absolutely killed it uh, on the ones and twos for that. So there we go. All
0: right. There you go. Dark Hearted Freddie Gibbs for Brian. That is his rap song of the year. So I, I will say this. I go a little bit differently than Brian does on this. I look for the what I think is the best rap song of the year. Um, that's how I look at it. What do I think was the best rap song that somebody made that really resonated? It doesn't have to be my, my favorite or most played, because what I'm going to mention is definitely not my most played um, at all whatsoever. Um, but I think it's a really good one. For me, I think the best rap song that I heard this year, I thought it was the most powerful Impactful, fantastic organization of rhymes, storytelling, um, production. It is a very heavy song, and Brian might know where I'm going with this uh, right now. But for me, it was "Mother I Sober" by Kendrick Lamar. Um, oh, I boy. think this is, <laughs> yeah, I think this is one of Kendrick's best songs that he ever made. It is extremely powerful in him talking about. Um, his experiences with family thinking that he had been touched and abused and saying it's not. And then how it connected back to the trauma of his mother being abused growing up in Chicago. And then how abuse can affect all of us and trauma can affect all of us, particularly in the black community. Um, And the last verse of that song is just incredible. um, The way he builds up to it. Again, this is a very heavy song. I would understand why people would not want to listen to it that much. And I completely get that. But it is a great song. And the song making in it, the vulnerability in it, the rapping in it, the storytelling is just absolutely um, fantastic. Just absolutely fantastic to me. I'm not going to belabor it anymore. I think it's a great song. If you missed it on Mr. Morale and The Big Steppers, I highly encourage that you check that out. But for me, Mother I Sober, Kendrick Lamar, that is my rap song of the year for 2022. There we go, Brian. We got that one out the way. It wasn't It wasn't. It wasn't that bad. No, out the way.
1: no. Do we want to? Do we want to go to honorable mentions at all for this category? Yeah, yeah. Go I ahead. Let's so, be- so, so, let's. No, talk talk about your honorable mentions. Go ahead. Talk about. I want to spoil some albums that I may or may not talk about. I would just say that uh, another song on that same album, um, "Mr. Morale," the song "Mr. Morale." Oh yeah, that's it. that's it. yeah got a lot of consideration for me for this category as did When Sparks Fly by Van Staples, which huh, good. I like, it, I didn't pick the best song of the year because I wanted to be like a personalized category because I've done that in the past where like a couple of years ago I picked the Conway song uh, which I thought was sensational at the end of um his album that came out in 2020 that the name is escaping me right now. But from a king, to from a god. king to a god, yes, yes. But you know, there were some other, and there's a couple others that I could mention, but I don't want to because I'm going to talk about their album later on. But like, yeah, Vince Staples had "When Sparks Fly," and I thought that was as good as any song that came out, at least at that point of the year, until we got this wave of albums later on.
0: Yeah, there were some other songs I could have gone with, Um and they'll be on some other albums. That I, I will that will absolutely talk about. Um you know, whether I think honorable mentions could have been because uh, or for the Danger Mouse and the Black Thought album. There's a couple songs off there that I really love. Belize on there. There's some stuff on uh, Little Sims Project, which we'll definitely get into. Um, Naomi on Joe uh, Music and Zion, Lupe Fiasco. Um, there, there's a couple ones that I, that I could have gotten to, but I thought nothing hit me in a wow way when I listened to it for the first time. Like when I listened to "Mother i Sober," I was just like, "Wow, this was that was crazy," <laughs> um, in in the, in that way. Um, understand? Like for people, that replay value on that song might not be high, but in terms of like just what good song making is to me, that was at a very high level. So that's it. All right, moving along, we're gonna go. We're gonna go. This cause this is a different one, and I think that it's a fun one that we added last year. And I like this because there's a separation between song and jam. And we'll go with hip hop jam of the year, right? This to me is more of like, maybe not necessarily the best song, but yo, I was, you know, I was bumping this heavy. Like this, I had good vibes to this. I really, really liked it. What what was your song here, Brian? What did you have for your hip hop jam of the year?
1: I just need clarification on one thing in this category. This replaces non-hip hop song of the year, correct?
0: Uh no, I actually had not added that. Um, but we will add that now, and that is fine. This does not replace non hip hop song of the year. It this doesn't. No. Well, we can
1: huh. do that category. No, 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 we no, just- no. I I think it should. I think. Well, uh, I may have the same winner for both. Is what I'm saying.
0: But it's but a if, hip hop. If but if it's a hip hop jam of the year, it means it's a hip hop song. It's it got to be a okay. hip hop song. Okay. You know what so It can't what? be yeah, the non hip hop song. You're
1: right. You're right. Yeah. So non hip hop song of the year is still going to be category. So my jam of the year, my jam of the year is Fallen Up by Dr. Dre, And that was from the Grand Theft Auto soundtrack. Of course, uh, it came from a video game. Of the add on. I talked about this earlier in the year. It came out very early this year. Fallen Up is a tremendous song. Um Anderson Pack is not on this song, but he's on that little uh tape, I believe Rick Ross too. But Dr. Dre had basically they had a, a GTA add-on, downloadable content, a story, a story, like a short story mission, uh that featured Dr. Dre, and you basically have to retrieve his, his lost album that someone stole, whatever the case may be, and it's very is very GTA, <laughs> is what I'll say. Um it's also very fun, and at the end of it you get to actually obtain the album. And there's about six records in there. It's an EP. Fallen Up is one of the songs, and it is the hardest shit I heard all year. Um, it's just a great record, and it was good to hear some original Dr. Dre joints. So my jam of the year, 2022, Fallen Up, which, according to Spotify, was my most played song that came out this year. Um, I will say really? that, yeah, I I, I will, uh, yeah, it's jam of the year. That's what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. The song you keep coming back to, you're not really thinking about it too much. A very, very, very close runner-up is Cha-Cha-Cha by The Girl Code because Yo. I abused the hell out of that song uh, this year. And I'm very excited. Of all the acts, we don't have a Best New Artist category. Yeah, we hadn't had done that. Yeah, yeah. because it's, it's too much to keep track of. If we did for me, it'd probably be the girl code. And I'd, agree. They're, I'd agree. I like I'm, I like those sisters. Yes, I'm very much excited about what they can do, and I'm hoping that like they just continue to like be who they are. You know what I mean? And not let like the yeah. music industry like you know I would like their they're I would go see those ladies live. Their energy is great. They could both rap. They could spit. They love classic shit. I feel like they were brought up the right way in terms of like, you know, <laughs> what they know in terms of hip hop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they were a very close runner-up for me, but we're gonna go falling up Dr. Trey the OG for Jam of the Year. It's
0: funny, we both had the same runner-up with Cha Cha by the Girl Code, and shout out to the Girl Code, because I think they're absolutely dope. And I'm rooting for those two young sisters. And as Brian said, if we had a new artist of the year, they probably would have been it in my eyes. Uh, yeah. Would get that. We can award just give it to again. them. We can just do. That. We can just give it to them. There you go, girl. <laughs> code. You have the 2022 ain't hard to tell. Hip hop new artist of the year. We love what go. y'all are doing. Keep keep it going. We just giving you guys the award. Yeah. Uh, there was really no competition for me. Uh, they were my runner up, but my jam that I kept coming back to, and I was bumping this a lot, and I was bumping it with my daughter in the car. She loved this song. When you, listen, when you can bump the songs with your kids, it's dope. Did a jump. But mine was London by Bia featuring featuring J. Cole. Oh, uh-uh, uh, uh, okay. Yo, love this track, love the vibes, love the J. Cole verse, right? Yeah. Love the J. Cole verse. I might be taking a trip out to London next year. And when I do, this song will be all over the stories. It'll definitely <laughs> be in that. Absolutely. No, really love this song. It's a fun song. Um, Does Bia do anything extraordinary rapping-wise? No, but it's fun. Her melodic flow really works on this uh, really well. J. Cole delivers one of, I think, the best verses of the year in his guest feature here. Raps with a slight British accent at times. Lots of references to the UK and London and the Queen that he mixes in and plays off of words really well. It's really a fun song. Bouncy trap beat. Um, It's just a really good vibe. It was what song that I really liked. Uh, probably wouldn't have expected to listen to, but came across it and really loved it. I think it was a song I just continuously played a lot. One of my most played songs this year. Definitely my hip hop jam of the year. London might be a featuring J. Cole. Dope song, in my opinion. Um, a shout out to the Girl Code. As we said again, they were running ups for both myself and Brian with Cha Cha, which is a dope song. Check that out if you haven't heard that. Uh, all right. Let's move on next to um, verse of the year. I'm going to say let's go to that. verse of the year. And this, is, this, this was just I, Brian's going to go first on all these, but this was <clears throat> my hardest one, decision. This year wasn't, a, I think, a true. There were a couple really good ones, but it's my hardest one. I have no idea where Brian is going. There are things that brian and i talk about a lot with hip-hop throughout the year this is not really one of them um so i have no idea where brian's going is brian probably has no idea where i'm going on this i made a last minute decision brian what do you have for verse of the year
1: i didn't want to pick one from one of the albums that i really really love just because i feel like that's a little bit too easy and i also felt like for whatever reason we got a lot of great albums that came out this year that one maybe didn't have as much replay value as you would think and two they probably didn't have like a signature verse but just the entire song was great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um so it's like which verse do you choose? So to me there was a verse I heard early on in the year that I was like this when I talk about like what I want my hip hop listening experience to be as a fan as a consumer in 2022. I won verses like this, and that is J. Cole on Johnny P's Caddy. <laughs> on, wow. uh, ben, on Benny the Butcher, uh, wow. Tana Talk 4, which, you know, you kind of forget that came out earlier in the year because Tana Talk 4 was so early. Johnny P's Caddy was dope. It's just like in terms of just pure rapping, it's better than anything I've heard this year. Like it doesn't – it's not like – The most emotionally gripping thing, like you would hear some of the stuff on Kendrick's album, and maybe you could find some other things on like Little Sims album, etc., that are like better or whatever the case may be. But in terms of like from a technical hip hop essence, from a rapping sense, and what J. Cole's been doing on features for years now at this point, he's been probably better than anyone in hip hop and jumping on other people's shit and absolutely going crazy. He did it with Bablo Boat. Not that long ago, which is a Ooh, song that we talked what, about in this exact what category. Great,
0: what you know what verse. I mean?
1: I, I think Johnny P's Caddy is up there with J Cole's best verses, especially best guest verses. And Johnny P's Caddy, his verse is exceptional. Which you know that kind of overshadows a very good Benny the Butcher verse on what is probably the best song, if not one of the best songs on to Talk* for. But Johnny P's Caddy, J Cole, like that takes it for me.
0: Okay, so I. This was that we, we were there. Brian and I were there because technically that's a fantastic verse. Fantastic. It was there right there for me. Um, And I, I, you know, it was tough because I was thinking the way Brian does. Right. Where. Came out in um, January,
1: by the way. In January. Why, I didn't forget. Why.
0: Trust me. It was not one I forgot.
1: January, um, like in the 20s. Like it was, just, it was almost, it was almost, almost not even 2022.
0: <laughs> right. I, it's not one I forgot. And what's interesting here for me and Brian, and I was smiling on this when Brian selected that. I was like, oh, this was definitely in my debate of what I was going to pick. I will also add that I thought J. Cole's verse on London was also up there for me. Uh, let me let's put it like this. J. Cole delivered about four fire guest verses this year. <laughs> he killed guest verses. Yeah. Killed it in 20- yeah. I mean, killed it. Killed yeah. it. And so. Like Brian, my verse of the year also goes to J. Cole. But it is not for Johnny P's caddy. (laughs) It's for a different song that I thought was as impressive at the top of the year. And I played a lot. And this was very close to being jam of the year. Except I started to realize that I only started going to this song for the J. Cole verse. And that, folks, is stick off of the... Dreamville, DJ Mm. Drama, Gangster Grills mixtape, Stick, I believe is the first song on the the project. J. Cole's verse at the end is crazy. It is a really good one. I don't, I'm with Brian's fine with Johnny Peace Caddy. I think it's fantastic. You can flip flop with either one of these for me. They both are great. I love J. Cole's energy on this. Everybody was very aggressive, and J. Cole just skates on this. Almost in the way he does on Bob Boat, Just
1: skates
0: on the track. It's, yo, crazy, right? And the metaphor of stick and bringing it back and carrying the piece as a gun around with him, like taking a walk through the hoods, his final bars in that verse, crazy. Give me uh, J. Cole verse of the year. We both, that's interesting. We both had J. Cole for verse of the year. I like him with stick on the Dreamville mixtape, which was okay, but that was a standout for me that verse there so my verse here also goes to j cole but as far as performance on stick so brian and i both go with j cole both guest verses and that's the choice for us there non-hip-hop album of the year brian what do you for me this is something i knew for a while me too. um we will not, I can guarantee, we will not have the same answer on this. This yeah, is guaranteed. No. We will not have the same answer on this. That is for sure. I can tell you that. It, 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 no, it, we won't. I can, just, I can just tell you that. Go ahead, Brian. What's your non-hip-hop album of the year?
1: I knew it when I first heard it, and I knew I wasn't going to change my mind, because it didn't matter. what would come out after. But uh, May 6, 2022, Bad Bunny released Umerano Sentí, and that translates oh. to A Summer Without You. And and th- tell
0: me, th- tell me, this is not on brand, people. It's on. on brand. Mine is gonna be on
1: brand too. <laughs> this is easy. Every every single Latino and especially Puerto Rican loves this album. Uh, it's even though it's very long, it's twenty three tracks, um, <laughs> but it's just banger after banger, and it's like eighty some minutes. But you know, um, and you know, it probably helps that I'm not Spanish fluent yet, though I've been working on it, and I'm getting a lot uh, a little better. I would say that. Um, Spoiler alert, he's probably going to win another one of my categories, so we're going to get to that right after this, but Umberano Senti is just amazing. And I think that, you know, my my favorite non-hip-hop song of the year also comes from this album. Very similarly, soon as I heard it, knew what it was. It's probably one of the most popular, it definitely is one of the most popular songs from this album, but also one of the best, and it's also very early in the album. Bad Bunny was great this year. This album is also the first non-English speaking album to get a Grammy nomination for album of the year. Like, not Latin album, but just album of the year. (laughs) And that's a big deal. I don't know if he's going to win the category, but it would not surprise me, regardless of what else is up there. I don't even know off the top of my head. But Bad Bunny's doing some sensational shit. Somebody who early on, like, I wasn't really sure if I even liked him like that because his music sounded kind of like, you know, it was kind of typical Puerto Rican Dembo shit uh, in the very, very beginning. And I feel like as he's ascended, he, his music has legitimately gotten a lot better. And obviously, like, he is also the quintessential, like, easy celebrity to root for which there aren't a lot of but so far seemingly stays out of trouble and you know and all those things and i'm gonna probably talk about him again on this episode so we're gonna save some of that for later but Ungarano senti was fucking tremendous and a great it, it's a it's it's really an experience more than it is just an album and i did some partying this year and that album is always in the rotation uh at functions i will say that much as well
0: Damn, an experience is what Brian, you got Brian out here saying that it is an experience <laughs> more than anything. Okay. that I feel like you stayed very on brand for that one. I feel like you stayed very, very, very on brand.
1: Yeah. Uh, for Wasn't much one. competition for that one. For
0: that one. Okay. My, um, and I, actually gotta, I actually have to look at this before I say this because I feel like I was about to give a wrong date because I actually feel like I'm sort of not remembering exactly when this dropped um i believe it was in june but i could be wrong um it was july excuse me it was in july Uh, actually i should know that i remember when i was listening to this album it was on the way back from a trip i had to dc uh which was a good trip and this album dropped and i got to listen on the ride coming back and it was good. And then Brian, and I will get into our honorable mentions for this. Because I did have some honorable mentions for non-hip hop album of the year. <laughs> I <for> didn't. Me, <laughs> you did not. Oh I, oh, I did. There was some other good, there was some other good stuff that dropped this year that I, I liked um that were non-hip hop albums. But for me, and I think for a lot of black people, okay, uh, this was your album that you were jamming all summer long. <laughs> you had it at the cookout, you had it at whatever functions. These songs were all over TikTok. Um, although I did see a lot of Bad Bunny on, t- on TikTok as well too, but what Beyonce did with Renaissance Act One. Look, man, this is yeah, a- we, I played we, this we, in.
1: We definitely aren't yes, gonna so- have the same album. <laughs> That's all I was oh, no. saying. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> we
0: we're not gonna have the same album at all whatsoever. <laughs> I <laughs> man, I listened to this album driving back. I said, guys, it came out. Friday, when I was coming back from DC and I was listening to it driving back from DC, and I was like, wow, this is a really good album. This is more of a dance album than anything from Beyonce, but I think what's so dope about it is that it really encapsulates a lot of different types of black music. You got Afrobeat sounds, you've got uh, Caribbean reggae soca sounds in here, you've got jazz, you've got house you've got funk you've got a lot of different meltings of sounds and the production on this album is so good it is so good and it is such a fun listen and you could listen to it all the way through i'm giving this album very high praise it is nominated for a grammy for album of the year it is a fantastic album um there are some a couple songs maybe towards the end i'm not in love with this 16 track album but it's a really good listen i never get bored through it it is a fun album. This is high praise, I'm going to say this. This is not in the same class, so do not kill me, people. I'm not saying this is thriller, Michael Jackson, but it has that modern-day fun vibes for people. That's an album you could throw on and really jam out to. A lot of songs you can sing with, move with, you really just like. And I just think Beyonce had fun with this album. I've really enjoyed what Beyonce has done in her career, particularly with her last two albums, where I just feel like she's got a lot more creative freedom and she's doing what the fuck she wants to do. And I really am enjoying that for music. I think it's allowed her to make even better music Um, while still being very popular. She's making the music she wants to make. So Beyonce, Renaissance, Act One, man, there's so many songs on this album that I love, that I play. Uh, It's what my daughter asked me to play every day when I'm driving her to school and I'm still not tired of it. It's really good. If you haven't listened to it, please listen. If you're a Beyonce hater, You know, whatever. It might not be for you. It's fine. But the album's jamming. I was listening to it all summer. I'm still bumping it. And she still hasn't even put out videos or announced a tour for this. I can't wait. Because you know who wants to see her on tour for this? This guy. Yeah. That's it. Oh, speaking of shows, I didn't even mention the people. Actually, no, we're going to save that. We'll save that for the next part. I got some news about what I got for Christmas that is hip-hop related. I haven't even told Brian. But I'm going to tell Brian when we're done here. I got, I, got a, I got a hip-hop related gift for Christmas that's pretty dope. We'll talk about that in the next part. Alright, so that's non-hip-hop album of the year. Brian and Bad Bunny. I had Beyonce. The only thing that was common, both our artists started with B. That's the only thing we had in common there. That's it at all. So, non-hip-hop song of the year. I'm assuming, Brian, you have something off of this Bad Bunny album. What was your non-hip-hop song of the year?
1: Después de la playa. Is off the Bad bunny. I'll track number two, número dos. That means uh, after the beach, and that shit. The translation. That shit is a banger. That shit is it, Dex. You've heard the song. is what I'll tell you. You've absolutely heard the song before. You've been at a Met game this year. I've been to two Met games. I was at two Met games this this yeah. year. You've you've heard the song. You've absolutely heard this song before. You've heard it. You, you're out. You're out more than me. You know what I mean. So you've absolutely Ever? heard this song. Yeah, yeah, no, for yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, look. Hopefully, I'm out more this year than I was this past year. But "Después de la Playa" is amazing. It's an amazing record. It's a merengue. It start. It doesn't start off like that. It starts off like slow, whatever. And then there's a beat change, and it's one of the. It's the beat change of the year for me. It's one of the best beat changes in the song, and then like it's also like not a long record too. It's like three minutes in total, even with the beat change and whatever. But you need to hear this record. It's track two off the Bad Bunny joint. If you look up songs from this Bad Bunny album that we were just talking about, "Un Verano Sin "Después De La Playa" is one of the main ones that people refer to again and again. It's one of these songs like you hear it and you're like, "Oh, that's an instant classic." Like the the people are going to be playing this for a long, long, long time. It's it's already one of it's already my favorite, probably my favorite Bad Bunny song. Not even a to lie. Wow. So non-hip hop song of the year, this was de La Playa, Bad Bunny. Knew it when I heard it, and seven months that hasn't changed at all. Okay.
0: <clears throat> um this is tough for me because there's so many songs I love. It's definitely coming off the Beyonce album. There are so many songs I love on that album. Uh But for me, it probably would have to be the song Cuff It. Cuff It's great. It's just got a great bass guitar uh riff and horns in that song. Um Very fun. Just great vibe. I mean, listen, but here's my thing. You can pick any song off that Beyonce album. You like it. Plastic Off the Sofa, that's also one of my jams. Church Girl. There's so many different ones. But if I had to go with one that I constantly go back to, it's probably Cuff It off of the Beyonce album. I cannot speak... Highly enough for that Beyoncé album that I think is fantastic. Um, I did want to mention, going back to non-hip-hop album of the year, some honorable mentions for me. <laughs> Seems like for you it was bad money. But it was close for me. I did like, uh, in reggae, I did like Third Time's a Charm by Protege, one of my favorite reggae artists. He did a fantastic job with that. I mentioned him on here before, I think last year. He's yeah. um, on the Grand Theft Photo his, soundtrack.
1: Kicks to be yeah, wise uh, there. Um,
0: Ah, there you go. I'm I'm a protege fan. Also, Alex Isley, um, one of the uh granddaughters, I believe, of Ronald Isley, whose music I've been messing with for a while. She had mm-hmm. an album this year called Marigold, which was fantastic. I've heard um this. I can I can play that very much all the way through. Um, that was a very tough choice for me to left. And then Moonchild, uh band that I like a lot, they dropped an album this year, the top of this year. Alex Isley actually is featured on that. So it's Rhapsody. Um a lot of people know them from their work. They've opened up a lot for the internet and some other bands. They're really dope, uh, dope singer. Uh, Amber Vereen, who's the lead vocalist has done a lot of work with some hip hop artists like El-Zai. Uh She's, she's, she's fantastic. They also dropped a good album. So Those are all honorable mentions. If you haven't checked those out, non-hip hop ones, I highly encourage people to check that. Oh, also one, one other person um, I will mention um, is uh, why is this woman's name blanking on me right now? I'm sorry. The, um, RB singer for Dream uh,
1: uh, Ari Lennox. Ari Lennox had her second Ari album. Lennox, that's right. It, it this is, album uh, I heard. And this one actually should, should say like that. It, I, I, it was Bad Bunny all the way for me, but this is one of the best non-Hip Hop projects I heard this year. The Ari R&B Lennox second album,
0: very strong, very good. Um, slightly not as good as her first one, but a really, really good project with some really good songs um uh, and some good features. Uh, so, Ari Lennox also should get a shout-out there, too. There was, So, there was some good R&B, non-jazz albums, reggae albums, Kabaka Pyramids, and other reggae artists that put out a really good album this year as well, too. So, there was some good other stuff that I was jamming outside of hip-hop that I thoroughly enjoyed. So, I just wanted to give those people a shout um, as well, too. All right. What do we got next? Uh, all right. Let's get this one out the way because we we already know what this is. EP of the year. Okay. This was not a great year for EPs, or you can look at it in a way that, like, there's just one really good EP to to talk about. There's a great EP, and then there's another good EP, and I'm not really sure about the rest of y'all and what y'all was doing out there, because there wasn't really much in terms of EPs out here. I'm not going to waste everybody's time. This EP technically came out after, as Brian said, we did the 2021 Ain't Hard to Tell, Hip Hop Awards. And that was magic with Nas and Hip Boy. This was a surprise EP that came out on Christmas Eve last year. So we got a nice little Christmas gift. And man, a year later, I still bump this heavy. I think it is the best of the four projects that Nas and Hip Boy has released, in my opinion. Uh, it's the tightest. I know it's an EP, but it's fantastic. I can listen to it all the way through. The production is great. I love it. It is grimy. It is gritty. It is... It's great! If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. I don't know what you're doing. The only thing that I think, and Brian mentioned this to me before we did the show, the only thing I can mention that even came up for EP was DJ Premier did an EP. They're doing the Hip Hop is 50 series of EPs, and DJ Premier was the first producer to kick it off. He had five tracks that were really good for an EP. Um, I like all those tracks. They're good, but I would not put it in this. And Nas is one as a song with him on there. I would not put it in the same breath as Magic, but it is very good um so technically if i had to give one that came out this year it would go to dj Premier. but i gotta give it to magic it's gotta be nas and hip boy sorry it's just it didn't it it came out late it made the cut for 2023 if y'all are mad and want to say oh it came out december 24th 2022 well we don't care so
1: yeah yeah. And, and and continuing the theme of i mean this one's probably gonna have more competition but continuing the theme of uh categories that we kind of know where we're going because there are only two categories left and we're not ending with producer of the year so let's do that now because we're going to end with artist of the year uh and producer of the year i think i I think we both i think we both have the same person yeah so with that being said let's just get get this part out the way to continuing with the nas and hip boy theme uh there have been a lot look a lot of very well excellently produced music to come out of hip hop this year but a lot of the albums I like are produced by an array of producers. And King's Disease 3, which we will talk about on the second part of this, oh, one of the oh, yeah. top albums of the year, as you would expect, was again produced fully by Hit Boy. He gets producer of the year because he's also done other projects that have come out this year uh really well. Things like that. Like we're gonna at this point, we're probably gonna name the category after hit boy the hit boy producer of the year goes to blank because i think this is, is this three straight years that he's gotten this, I think this did he get it last way. year from both of us he got it last year from both of us too
0: before magic came out <laughs> him, magic. <laughs> and now we're giving us off the strength of magic and kings of three he did uh dreezy he did a bunch of stuff on games dramatic which was not that great of an album. Um he also, who else did he do a full project with? There's another person he did a full project with, and it's escaping me right now. Uh, but he, you know, he's got credits all over the place. Look, man, Hit Boy's just been producing the fire. The only person that got me that I gave a run for his money on this, and I would like to mention the person's a runner-up for me. And I don't want this to kill how I love another album, but uh the producer, UK producer Inflow, who did handled all the production on Little Sims's. No, yeah. thank you. Yeah. This is the only person that has a, a my, chance. My runner-up. This is my runner-up. My runner up is definitely info. <laughs> he killed it. He needs to get, you know, you got to give him the props. Salute, brother. The production was good, but I just think Hit Boy's too strong, obviously, with yeah. Magic and KD3 and all the other hit stuff we mentioned. Um, even Fallacy off of Ab Soul, off of Album, which is a dope track. Like, Yeah, it's Hip boy, hip boy is killing right now, man. Yeah, hit boys the hit boy, Sorry, the hip Hip boy. boy
1: producer of the year goes to hit boy. <laughs> the hip boy. Producer of the year
0: goes to hit, hip boy. All right. Uh, okay. Last, I think it's the last category we have, right?
1: Yes. Um, we usually end Artist of the year, so Artist of the year. So we're
0: gonna we're gonna end this episode with hip hop artist of the year. Um, I don't know where Brian's going on this. I, this changed for me. Um, And I'll explain my reasons of why the switch for me. But, and I think people may not think it's where I'm probably going to go, but Brian, I'll let you go.
1: I can't get us to Bad Bunny, right? (laughs) No, you can, no, you cannot. Uh, I almost don't, I almost want to save this category for part two. And the reason why I almost want to save this category for part two is because I feel like it gives too much of an indication of where we may be leaning in terms of albums. So I actually vote to have this end the entire shit. I don't know if you agree with that or not though. Doesn't that make sense? Okay. So
0: no, I you know what? I'm fine with that. That's a that's a fair decision. I'm I'm fine with that. Cause you feel like it's gonna give I I see that, that it would give away a little bit too much about where it might lead to albums. I do think so too. For me, I think mine would give away at least where you think I might think this person's. Uh, album ranks or whatever. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to hold off on that. We're not going to let you guys know who the hip-hop artist is until you watch the next episode when we mm-hmm. do the top 10 albums of the year. So stay tuned for that. because that's, that's a, a tease, people. That's, a, that's tease. a tease. That's a tease. That's a wrap for this episode number 230 of the A Hard to Tell podcast. He's Brian Fonseca. I'm Dexter Henney. We will be back with another episode where we break down the top 10 albums of 2022 in hip-hop until next time y'all peace